I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships, creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hello. We are joined again by the inimitable Cambry Ross. Hey, hey. Cambry's one of the best researchers of Enneagram Insights in the world, and we're going to go some places today. We are looking at the six, and this is our typing intro to the sixes. So if you have been told you're a six or you listened to our intro and six popped for you, uh, we're going to do a deeper dive into the mind, heart, and viewpoints of the sixes and what it feels like to be a six. So for those who might be sixes, anything important to, to say before we begin? I have two things I want to say about sixes. Uh, the first is that in the years that I've been doing this, it's typically the sixes who are most upset about being their type. And I think a lot of that has to do with how poorly we teach about sixes. It's, uh, it's kind of easy to tease sixes more than they deserve, and uh, we teachers tend to do that to them more than we do to a lot of other types. And so I, I think that like it, it's good to acknowledge that like most of the sixes I know dislike being six more than any other type. So be aware of that, that that might be happening to you. And I apologize for that. Uh, the other thing is, and we're going to try to cover this as best as we can throughout this whole conversation, but there's, there's sort of two different types of sixes. Like there's this, this spectrum where on one end sixes look like this thing and on the other end they look very different. So we're going to focus on the motivation, but we're still going to talk a little bit about the different behaviors that come out from that those different expressions. So uh, just to, to prime that pump a little bit, one is phobic and one is counterphobic. And the phobic types look more like a fear-based thing, and the counterphobic looks more like trying to not live in fear. Like so, make up for it. Yeah. Compensate. Yeah. Aggressive. A little more aggressive. And if that's muddy and you're already distrusting us because <laughs> we're not very clear, we might not be good authorities, you might be able to skip the rest of this podcast because you a six. <laughs> <laughs> And don't worry, you may be a six here. if. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're joking again. It's okay. We love you. Well, the place we're going to start with all of the types, we start with where they find happiness. And so, for sixes, uh, let's let's go there. Where do sixes find happiness? So, sixes, the motivation for type six generally says that they want to have security and support. But that seems a little vague to a lot of people. They're like, okay, but like, what does that actually mean? So I compiled a list of all the motivations from sixes themselves, from books, other resources. And here is that list. 
I want to have security financially, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. I want to have support and feel supported by others. I want to have certitude and reassurance about my thoughts, decisions, feelings, and desires. I don't want to feel like I can't trust people. I want my relationships to be stable, unshakable, unforced, and mutual. I want to be secure about myself. I want to reduce my fears by getting ahead of them and thinking about the worst before it happens. I want to be prepared for any scenario. Perfect. What you hear there, TJ? So the thing that stands out to me from all of this list is that it seems like sixes are looking for something that they can't find in themselves. So when we talk about security, stability, like that kind of stuff, they're looking for it from outs, from an external source. They're they're looking to uh, you. You mentioned um, being supported by others and and reassurance about about the way that they think. They they need something outside of themselves to to at least offer the kind of support and security that they're looking for. Because they, it seems like they they can't find it in themselves. It's like the inside feels unstable and uncertain, mm-hmm. and so they need something externally to stabilize and make sure that the inside is okay. Right. When speaking about happiness, then is is that the happy life for this type? I really feel like an external sense of support, and that's that's. That's the space I really want to enter, dwell. That's my sweet spot. Well, I think it's about finding finding those places where they do feel that sense of support, where they do mm-hmm. feel that 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 security, where where they their their sort of sense of fear is is alleviated somewhat. That that's that's part of how they they find that happiness is by by not being. I don't want to say inundated, but 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 finding those places where where the fears that they are that they sort of live with are not ruling their space. Mm, yes. Yeah, I feel like sixes generally want to sorry, me saying I feel like is a an uncertain thing for sixes. <laughs> <laughs> I I believe, I think sixes don't want to have fears, but they have a lot of them. And they're very aware of those fears and the fears scare them. So they try to find ways to reduce or get rid of the fears. Right. Speaking of the whole internal external thing, I have a quote from a six that they say, I want to feel certainty, but struggle with finding it from within. My preparedness can look different in various situations. Sometimes it's effective troubleshooting. Sometimes it's planning what I want to say. But it nearly always happens because I struggle with change or unexpected events and don't want to feel my foundations being shaken. So I prepare to try to give the image of being unshakable. While the truth is, I am shaken often. If I prepare, I hope it will increase my acceptance because I hope to avoid saying or doing the wrong thing. I'm weak at feeling my emotions unless they're seismic. Emotions can't be practiced beforehand, so feel threatening to prepare. The unknown is unsettling. Yeah, that quote uses the word prepare a lot. And that's a I think that's a a good like put a pin in that word for sixes that that they are looking to be prepared for the things that are coming. It's a good word. 
With all these typing episodes, uh, it's going to feel like you're putting on a set of glasses. Uh, a lot of Cambry's quotes, TJ's commentaries are going to end up exposing how a certain type sees the world. And if these feel like glasses that make sense to you, this is a great way to type yourself. If the glasses feel awkward, this isn't really describing how you come to the world. This is something worth skipping. But those are both those quotes end up being really spot on in terms of the heart and posture of a six towards the world. When sixes try to get what they want, what does that look like? So uh, the way that a big part of how sixes get the things that they want. They're looking for that security, that the preparedness. They're, they're looking for support from the world around them. And part of how they do this is by finding the places that offer them that security, by, by finding uh, some kind of authority or, or, or system that'll offer them the rules that they know this is how they are able to live in that security is by following these rules, by being uh, good enough, not not good enough in the way that the ones are looking to be good, but by in a sa- in a similar way by earning the security that they are looking for, by aligning themselves with some type of authority that will give them the support that they are looking for, and by by doing the things that 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 authority is expecting of them. And that can be an organization, that can be uh, a, a, a boss, that can be a, a family structure, that could be a, a, a system of belief, that can be a lot of different kinds of things where, where they find the boundaries within which they are told to stay, and they will happily stay within those boundaries. Yeah, do you have thoughts, Cameron? I do. I actually have a quote on the authority figure and finding somebody to align with this six says i am good at reading and guessing the social and power dynamics in the room and often try to figure out where i should fall within it i like to align with a strong person in the room unless i feel they are threatening what makes me feel secure i'm good at picking up anxiety in others even if it is presented as anger or aggression Probably because anxiety is familiar to me, I am more likely to consider it as a reason for their behavior. Just the idea of finding that strong person in the room, aligning with them, almost like you say jump, I say how high kind of mentality. Um, I also thought it was really interesting where they said figuring out where I should fall within the social and power dynamics in the room. Right. It wasn't where do I want to fall. It's where do I, where should I fall yeah. within this? Where should my place be? And then trying to do that thing. That strikes me as well as how sixes find that support and certainty. They're looking for a location. They're going to feel safe and that's going to have relational dynamics. That's going to have structure. They're going to be real skeptical until they commit. But once they commit, then it's how do I earn my place in this new place that's giving me the the support and safety that I, that I crave. Well, and that's what gives sixes the moniker loyalist. Yeah. Once they commit to something and once they are in with somebody, they're in it forever un- unless their trust is taken advantage of or their trust is betrayed. But they are extremely, extremely loyal when they find an authority that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. Well, that, Another phrase that stuck out to me in that quote was, um, unless 
that authority is not offering me the security I'm looking for. So there's there's a caveat here to all of this that that sixes are are looking for that authority, but also they are continually testing that authority. So while while they are looking and do align themselves and they will be loyal to that system, they're also always going to be questioning that system because they want to continually make sure that that authority figure, that system, that whatever is is still worth their trust and loyalty. So they'll also, another name that is sometimes given to the sixes is the devil's advocate. And it's because... Or the skeptic. Or the skeptic, because they are the ones that are going to ask the question of what, but what if? They're, They're going to play the other side because they need to continually be reassured that 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 thing that they're putting their trust in is worthy of their trust and it seems that since sixes are so hyper fixated on the idea of trust they are very sensitive to trust being broken Mm -hmm. and this creates a repertoire of if something bad has happened previously i'm going to remember that And that's what makes me skeptical of the future is because bad things have happened previously, past reoccurrences. And so they're kind of scanning the horizon to make sure that those things don't happen again because the betrayal of trust is so hurtful to them. They're so sensitive to it that they really want to avoid that. Yeah. It moves us to how sixes generally solve problems. There is a desire for their emotions to be validated, specifically their fears. Uh, you want you want to talk about that? Well, there's a um, that that idea of trust, and I I think that a, a big part of why they have such trouble with trust is because they don't trust themselves. Mm. So it starts from the inside. Sixes at their core do not trust themselves. They don't trust their thoughts. They don't trust their own feelings. And so when they are looking to solve problems, the problem that needs to be solved is usually a relational, emotional one. And they don't trust their own personal experience. They don't trust their own ability to interpret and and believe and and that their emotions are worthwhile. So they put their emotions out in order to solve problems because they need validation. In the same way that they're looking for security, when they are trying to solve problems, they're trying to get the other person to address the emotional issue that they themselves don't trust. That's really well said. I have a quote from a six talking about problem solving. They say, it's exhausting at times to feel like the only person who can see the problems with someone else's scheme or to be treated as overly negative when voicing intuitive concerns. I'm hardwired to spot problems and threats, and it's not just all in my head. It's good to think through and process all the things I see and not dismiss them. I've also learned that I'm prone to unproductive thinking. I call it the hamster wheel, and I'm growing in my ability to hop off that wheel and channel anxious obsessing into either immediate solutions or allowing the brain to rest until a solution can be found. So this quote 
it seems like this six tends to trust their inner life a little bit more Mm -hmm. where they're saying it's not all in my head. Like I want you to reassure me because I know I'm right. Mm -hmm. And I know that these are real concerns and I know that this is really an issue and could be a real problem if we don't address it. Um, And it seems that they're wanting the valid. Well, I guess it is that the idea of maybe I don't trust myself fully because I do want you to reassure me and I want you to agree with my assessment of the situation. Right. Um, But I also like that they've kind of made a prescription to what they're doing when they're doing this unproductive thinking hamster wheel thing, trying to hop off the wheel and control it and say, you know what, I either need to find an immediate solution or let myself rest until we can find one. I think that's really wise for six. Agreed. Yeah, what I heard there was the idea that I'm hardwired to see threats. There's both the not trusting yourself to perhaps address those future threats, but there's a positive here in that you may be seeing future threats and you really care about the people around you and you're voicing these things because of your care, love, and affection for the people in your life. And so these are constantly on your radar. Yeah. And those, I, those do go hand in hand. It's, it's, um, I think they're two sides of the same coin uh, because part of that distrust of myself puts the care to the outside. So it's instead of being focused on ensuring my own safety because I don't trust myself and I don't trust that that motive is worthwhile, my natural instinct will now go to protect the group. Because sixes are are most likely to be concerned for the common good. And I think it stems from that same place. That place of... Not trusting the self. Gotcha. I suppose on the positive that most concern for the common good would also come out of the fact that in these other folks, this is where I'm finding the support and certainty, security that I crave. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bang. Moving on to how sixes connect with the world. Uh, Any insights here? So sixes are wanting to attach to things that are practical and stable and things that will give them the stability, the support, the reassurance that they're looking for. This six says, I trust people too quickly and then get hurt later. I want my relationships to be stable so I can actually trust them and then they can help me with my decisions. So this six is explaining the fact that they they're like attaching to these things really quickly, like hook, line and sinker. But then realizing it was a bad idea, they get hurt later, unattaching because it's not working for them anymore, trying to find new relationships that are stable that they can actually trust. Yeah, There's a lot of. um sort of rational processing about that attachment detachment and like it it they look for the things that make sense mm-hmm. so if, if it makes sense to go in this direction the, this is the place where i'm looking for security so obviously i'm going to look for the strongest voice in the room and and when i realize that that voice is actually not offering the security that i'm looking for then i will detach from that and and move on and it, yeah, it is. It's a very pragmatic kind of decision. It's what what's the most practical way to get to the thing that I'm looking for. 
A lot of other types, well, two other types, will attach in relationships, but the target here really does matter, is finding that support, finding those who validate your feelings, finding those that will not dismiss your future worries. I imagine that can be very, like, the that's the realm you want to be in relationally, yeah? Mm-hmm. And those types of things that will also maintain what I'm looking for. It's not, it's not just finding the quick fix. Sixes are never looking for the quick fix. They're looking no. for something that will last forever. And, and so they, they, they seek out the, those types of relationships that will be long lasting, that they can offer their loyalty to and, and sort of continue to serve in perpetuity. I put this together. It's because the relationships can be lasting and strong. The future is not. The future is a place of flux. Right. And that's uncertain and that's scary. And constant danger and Mm -hmm. possibilities. But the things that I attach myself to, that is the place where I find the stability. Yeah. And I suppose they're constantly questioned as well to make sure that they have integrity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two quotes that make sense for me in this spot as well. So this one six says, I naturally see potential danger everywhere. Most people wouldn't even think of the things I can see. Even if there's no danger, I'll see problems and potential solutions to things others might not see either. I really just want to keep people safe, but it can be annoying since I ruin people's fun. So then tied in with that is this idea that sixes have a really strong intuition on authenticity So this six says, I can pick up on if someone I love is emotionally off within seconds. I am intensely empathetic and can channel that into an ability to either help or back off. It also gives me an early warning system. If something seems disingenuous or otherwise wrong with someone outside my circle or being brought into my circle so that I can better protect my own. So this idea of seeing the problems everywhere, seeing what could happen, what potential solutions there could be as well, but then also being really intuitive at the same time about those issues. And Mm -hmm. it's like being intuitive, like the intuition and naturally seeing danger everywhere kind of go hand in hand. Right. In my mind. Yeah. Mine too. It's like you, you want the person in the crow's nest to be able to see really well. Yeah. And in that way, sixes, because they are naturally constantly scanning for danger, expecting almost expecting danger around every corner, they are in tune with when things are off. Mm-hmm. Like since they have their eyes peeled all the time, they'll notice when something moves an inch to the left. Right. Mm. Looking out for themselves and for everyone else. Mm-hmm. A list that we like is about becoming present. And for sixes... The writer says, uh, I'll become present to my life only when I have enough support to feel completely secure and stable, when I have every area of my life handled and nothing can take me by surprise, then I will show up. This this list kind of showcases what we've been saying this whole time, I suppose, is what are the emotions that are influencing how you see the world and what does it look like for you to be comfortable and a lot more of the same there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also a, a great example of, uh, and this is this is true for this particular aspect of every type. The the I will become present to my life when 
issue. This is true for every type. This is a constantly moving target. You basically cannot hit this. It's always going to be a little bit farther away uh, because for sixes, the world is constantly changing. Everything is in flux all the time, always, and the future is unknowable. You can scan the horizon and see the potential danger, but you don't know what's actually coming because the future is unknowable. And so waiting until you are completely prepared for every eventuality means that you will never be prepared and you will always be waiting. And I think deep down sixes really know this inside of them. There's this so the, there's like a key catchphrase for sixes where they constantly say it depends mm. when anybody asks them a question and because they realize everything's constantly changing. Well, it depends. It depends on X, Y, and Z. And so kind of applying that to the future, it's like, well, you really can't ever know the future. It really is unattainable. It's this impossible target. Because it always depends Mm -hmm. and one thing could change another thing and allowing that to just be would be immensely helpful. Yeah. Mm. This is a good place to bring in what TJ mentioned earlier. Often in the minds and behaviors of sixes, there's two primary ways that sixes can deal with difficult situations. And one is to come across as more cowardly and on another side to come across as reckless and depending on how you engage the world and how you engage relationships one of these two might come forth that the response to inner doubt comes forth as more of a a cowardly posture or as a as a reckless posture so starting with the cowardly fixation is there anything we're saying about what's going on in the mind of a six who's really struggling with cowardice. I think that um, both of these things sort of, they, they start from that place of fear. It's, it's a, it's a fear. It's an uncertainty. It's a, it's a doubt about themselves, about the, the motives of others, about the ability for things to work correctly. And, and it, it stems from fear and, and because of their, because of the way that they, they struggle to sort of think productively. We mentioned that, that, that hamster wheel, sometimes fear, the fear response is to freeze. It's, it's to get stuck in that hamster wheel and not being able to, to think or act your way out of it. It's, an inability to move because there's danger all around you. And the fact that you're stuck in the hamster wheel, the fact that you're frozen in that moment is also so terrifying Mm -hmm. for the six, because that's the very thing that they're trying to avoid. Right. Um, This six says, I hate having anxiety and obsessing over a problem, trying to find a solution to possibly unsolvable problems or trying to see every single possible way a scenario could play out so that I won't be blindsided. It can take a massive toll. So it seems exhausting Mm -hmm. where, I mean, it's like you're constantly scanning for danger. You're constantly worrying and then you get frozen there and you like, that's the one thing you didn't want. Right. You didn't want to be frozen there. You didn't want to have the fear, and yet there you are. Right. 
It's a good way to describe that. There's a doom loop for all of the types, but that that one's real clear there for the sixes. Mm. That's well said. On the opposite side, on the counterphobic side, the reckless side, how do you describe them, those who are more reckless in their posture, dealing with their self-doubt? Well, it has to do with it's it's a almost a desire to prove that that fear is not in charge. So it's it's reacting against the fear in a way that says this is not the thing that's going to rule my life and and pushing out a, from it in ways that that disregard what the fear is pointing at. So sometimes it is actually a good move for sixes to to say this is not going to rule my life and to to just sort of behave <laughs> however you want <laughs> like it it's it's good to move sometimes and other times it means that you're you're reckless about the actual danger that could be coming and and you make decisions that that throw away the security that you're actually looking for like a self-sabotage. Yeah. Because you threw caution to the wind. Who needs caution? <laughs> um, so I think as well, sixes can oftentimes oscillate between these two extremes. Yeah. And sixes are a walking contradiction. This quote from a six is a really good example of that. They say, I'm fearful yet hopeful cautiously optimistic and passionate about my chosen dreams. Even if I secretly am not always as confident, I will fake it till I make it and I will make it. It's overwhelming to be a six, but when we are healthy, we are deeply fulfilled and anchored, anchored deep while being flooded with joy. When we are not healthy, things are dark and heavy and we are weighed down, but not with a comforting anchor. Mm. Really amazing quote. True. Yeah, that's great. Very self-aware. Like the imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, for those that are thinking, have gotten this far and are wondering if they're phobic or counterphobic, sometimes you're both. Sometimes you are counterphobic because your boss is telling you to do something that you don't think you should do. And sometimes you're phobic because you don't know how your uh, partner is going to react to a situation. It's it's a It's a moving spectrum and... As we spend more and more time, the entire Enneagram community, as we spend more and more time on this subject and learn more about sixes, we're seeing more and more clearly that this is not a fixed thing. Mm-hmm. There are sixes who spend more time in phobic and more. there are sixes who spend more time in counterphobic, but for almost all sixes, it is a spectrum that they move across throughout their lives. Well, and you oscillate between being the loyalist and being the skeptic. You oscillate between the insider and the outsider being happy and being upset and sad and deep and dark. You oscillate between trusting and distrusting. Right. You align yourself with an authority that you're constantly questioning. Like This Mm -hmm. is a thing that sixes carry both of these things in them at all times. Yes. Yeah. Mm. A lot of this language, as we said before, comes across kind of negative, but it's exposing here are the places that we can do some work. On the opposite side, there are all sorts of positives that sixes bring to the world, to their relationships. Um, what are where are some of the real strengths that sixes have? The sixes that I know 
can be extremely creative and really funny, like genuinely so funny when they are safe and secure. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like they also really understand other people in their point of view. They can be really good friends also in that way where they they kind of just get it. Very, very loyal, loyal forever. Really good friends. Intuitive, like we mentioned before. And sixes are are often the type of people that'll do the work that nobody else wants to do mm-hmm. because they are looking out for the common good because they are are looking to sort of serve and support that those systems that they align themselves with. They're they're the ones who show up on Saturday to do the things that need to get done that that didn't get finished during the week they're they're the ones that are working behind the scenes most sixes do not want the spotlight but they are happy doing whatever is needed to support the spotlight Mm -hmm. and well and if they are put in the spotlight they usually are really good they're great leaders when they're put into that role right often terrified right up until the spotlight's (laughs) on them and then they do great yeah a lot of my experience uh sixes strike me as highly dependable and real worthy voices when speaking about things that need to be considered in the future where where is this going to go wrong when when that question is asked they're going to bring a lot of clarity and insight and vision that that question does need to be asked oftentimes especially in uh, families or organizations or um, and that can be quite helpful they're the ones that, when you say, what are we missing here? They know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. I would say as well, sixes tend to be really in tune with being really good listeners because they know how great it is to feel listened to. Mm-hmm. And they know, like, they have this really deep need for people to listen to them and to vent things. And so they can be a really good listening ear in turn as well. Excellent. Well, to wrap up, um, what's the skinny here? You might be a six if. You might be a six if you consistently say, are you sure? And it depends all the time. If you, you might be a six if you tend to be indecisive and need approval or acceptance from outside sources. You might be a six if there seems to be an inner committee inside your head of people or authorities that you come to in your mind when you're coming to a decision. You might be a six if you think anxiety is normal and that everybody has it all the time because you do. (laughs) You may have been a six if you have ever killed somebody with questions. It's probably accurate. You might be a six if you don't trust a thought in your head until someone else tells you that it's worth trusting. And even then, maybe not. Maybe they're lying. Yeah, when I hear here is that you might be a six if a lot of the things that you're verbally processing have to do with doubts about yourself and about the crew that mm-hmm. you're part of. You might be a six if you spiral when things don't go according to plan, even if you predicted that they would spiral out of control. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Is that it? I knew this was. I knew this would happen, and. Makes it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. 
You might be a six if you listen to all of this and you're pretty sure that you're a six and you're also pretty sure that it's the worst number to be. <laughs> would, the, would a six doubt their decision to, to say, I, I think that's me? Yes. No. Well, yes, but also no. They, they would think that this sounds exactly like them and they would need someone in their life to say, yes, that is like mm-hmm. you. Yeah. But if you think this is the worst possible number to be, you might be at six. Well, that's what I got. Any, any last words on on sixes typing themselves? That uh, you said, I, I don't know that we said the words verbal processing together mm-hmm. at any point except for during the last little section there. But that, I don't know any sixes who don't verbal process. And that's that's a real big clue. Mm. Bang. Well, friends, it would mean the world to us if you took two seconds and gave us some stars or a review on your podcasting platform of choice. If you got into this, a great way to connect to other people is to share our typing intro uh, with people that you care about. And perhaps this can be a conversation that you enter into because oftentimes in our friendships and our relationships, we actually connect with people who are different types than ours. Um, You can also look at the whole catalog that we have online for topics that just stand out to you. So once you know your type, there's all sorts of topics that we cover from love to relationships to movie characters we enjoy that have your same type and just where are the lessons to learn. And as always, uh, Cambry has a phenomenal Instagram collection of artwork and insights that go into the hearts of each of the types. And there's lots there to like and enjoy and to, to learn from. So, so that's what I got. TJ, you got anything else? I got nothing, man. Cambry, it is always a pleasure. The pleasure is mine. He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. She's Cambry Ross, and she's inimitable. And I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are. You're going to set the world on fire. Come burning. <laughs>